and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 193 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over SGA Season 2, Episode 1, The Siege Part 3, aka A Fate Worse Than Death. Oh. Um, although I misspelled everything, so <laughs> I almost said it as I spelled it. Mine, mine, mine was, and I don't know why this came to my head but i just went explosions in the sky (laughs) 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 take a look (laughs) it's in a cloak wraith chip (laughs) take a look the city's in a cloak (laughs) (laughs) we're hiding in lanterns I'm trying to find like a way to throw deadless in there, but my John brain's not awake enough. John can fly anywhere. Um, yeah, my brain's like, I'm out today. I don't know who you're talking to, but I'm not helping you. I'm really impressed. I came up with pretty much all of that stuff in my head. That I am. I'm super impressed. I will warn everybody today that my brain has been on strike for a solid week. <laughs> um, I think I. I think I texted Nixie one day, when I was like, I'm in bed. <laughs> I missed class today. I have to be at work in an hour, and I have not showered. Um, my brain is saying no this week. Um, Every Everybody has those weeks. Everybody has shit weeks. That is your brain going, chill the fuck out, lady. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Remember the time that you pushed me to, like, 11 for the entire of your life? There was just the largest truck in the world going big, by the window, and in the headphones, it was like the world was ending. It was coming for us. Yeah. It was just going to come into the house. It, I was like, are you about to send a truck through the house? Yep, that was the plan. It was, yeah. Okay. Um, Before we get the show on the road. Yes. I think we should tell the people. Yes. About uh-huh. the excellent thing that happened yesterday. Are you talking about the thing that happened here? Yes. The thing that, that I that I that I helped lead? Uh Nixie did a thing. Nixie I did a led thing. A, t- a team of explorers. Yes. So we last night did Nixie a nice little God. a mini play test, I think, for both me and the three and the group, yeah. Play E's that were able to attend yeah, yeah. out of the five players. Um we did a playtest of the brand new D&D campaign that Whee! we are starting that I am DMing. Whee! Descent into Avernus. Boom. Boom. Come for us, bitches. Um, um, it was great times. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a thing learning how to DM for the first time. Well, it's cool because you've got um, some seasoned players, some newish players were kind of run the gamut. Yeah, and I have um, my seasoned DM yeah, as one, as of, the one of the players. Um, Who I and, can easily, like, because I, I, I get the whole fact of, you know, it's DM rules, I get to make the house rules, but when it comes to, like, just straight up D&D, regular things. like, knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is years and years and years and years yeah. of, <laughs> of just stored information. Exactly. <laughs> in places where 
you should have things like how to do laundry. Yeah. Uh, domestic partner boyfriend Jesse has Knows what are the rules. What the conditions are if you're prone and someone tries to attack you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or can you escape a grapple using a shove attack? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also had it was fun to test him out because I know uh, bartender Nick was um, trying out a brand new he's class. He's playing completely against character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's doing great. He normally is just hack and slash barbarian, maybe a ranger <laughs> yeah. at the most. He's going straight up druid. Yeah. He's smacking guidance all over the damn place. Smacking guidance around. He's uh-huh. doing, he's circling he's, he's, the moon. He's so learning he's, how concentration spells work. He's, yep. He's lots of beast forming. Oh, yeah. Um, and I decided to be a butthole and pick a class that doesn't exist. But it's fun. But it's, it, you know, it's some someone's homebrew. And I was yeah. like, can I do this, please, please, please? It's and really fun. And I was fun. like, sure. <laughs> I'm basically just a luchador. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I'm basically just a, a WWE fighter. My my personal favorite so far is, is two of the names, whereas you have... Uh, Jesse has picked a name that's so long it puts Percy on critical oh, yeah. role to shame that I think is seven names long. I just Esquire know that thing. it's there's a Waylon and there's a Wiggins. I'm just going to call him Willard. Like, I don't even remember his first name is right it, now, which is because I think it's Waylon. Yeah, it is. I know. Yeah. And then, and then Nick has decided to name his character Eric. However, the X's are silent. It's spelled X. A I X R C. The X's are silent. No, wait. X. It's an X at the front and an X at the back. It's a, no, there's, it's not an X at the end. It's X A R X I K. The X's are silent. <laughs> the X's are legit silent because he couldn't figure out how to pronounce it with the X's. He's like, I, I, random roll, I, I randomly <laughs> looked up a name on like the name generator. How do I say this? And we're like, you decide. It's your name. He goes, Eric. Yeah, done. And he's uh, your half-brother. It's my half-brother. Um, meanwhile, I have a normal name, like yeah. a normal people. Uh-huh. Uh, my girl's named Rosie. Rosie. And she's a tiefling. Badass motherfucker <laughs> who's like, okay, everybody's taking too long to think. I'm going to walk ahead. Yep. <laughs> right into fucking shit. I mean, you only poked one thing. Uh, and even, th- yeah. Waylon almost then, poked the other thing. I was smart enough to poke it with a crowbar. You were. Uh, she carries none weapons. <laughs> um, I guess she Except carries a whip. Fists. Yeah. Yeah. She's very bow-like. In uh, we found a thing called a pugilist. I don't know who wrote it. I'd love to give credit with him. I have no idea where it came I from. I have it probably written down somewhere, but not remember. Um, but y'all, it is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're only level two, but so far it is great. Yeah, I just kind of skipped level one. Yeah. No one wants to play level one characters. <laughs> but that's the that's the D&D roundup for the week. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we did... Uh, I did because they wanted to play test their characters out, and uh, they had a little sort of backstory thing. So I just kind of wrote a little mini dungeon, a one night mini dungeon for people to test out their skills. Uh, that was fun, and as any good, you know, intro starter classic D and D dungeon, it ended with a mimic. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Everything's fine. Hey, no one died. I came close, no but I did not die. <laughs> Some DM gives plenty of health potions. Uh, thank goodness for that. Because there's not any fun otherwise. Thank goodness for a short rest as well. Um, 
Do we have anything else? No, let's get July you on the July 15th, 2005. Because I just remembered after I record this, <laughs> I get to watch SG1. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I am present. You I have to a, be here for Atlantis first. I'm here. I'm being where my feet are. So this was written by Martin Garrow, directed by Martin Wood. Okay. It's the Martin Show. Martin and Martin and Martin. Um, we see Ellie uh, Harvey back as Dr. Lindsay Novak. Yes. A little less hiccupy this time. I really, really need her and McKay to find each other. <laughs> I really need that to happen. I don't know if it's still an option, but I need them. And the thing is, I don't need them to like smoothly like be like, oh, you're smart too. I'm smart yeah. too. No, I want them to run into each other in the cafeteria and just, like, bumble and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you took the last sandwich. I need that sandwich because I'm working on this important thing and, and I, I haven't eaten it before. And blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I've been dealing with Hermit. Blah, 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 blah. Blood sugar, blood sugar. Yeah. And then they secretly, they love each other. <laughs> okay, that's all. Um, but super more excited. <laughs> uh, Mitch Pelagi. What? That's Mitch Pelagi. Oh my god. Yeah, that's Colonel Stephen Caldwell. I'm an idiot. Okay, got it. I'm who, an idiot. Obviously, oh, I think the top line of any story written about Mitch Pelagi includes Walter Skinner <laughs> in X Files, nice. who. You know, that's where I first saw him, uh-huh. and because I was such a young and impressionable age sure, sure, sure. when I met Walter Skinner for many years, maybe still now. Can like, I he's... tell you that's how tired I am? I forgot he was in the episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, the captain of fucking Deadless. But Skinner sort is, and sort of quasi still is, is sort of like my archetype of federal agent. Not Mulder, because it's Mulder. Yeah. I mean, Dana Scully is as well, but like... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Skinner was, you know, the man. Sure, he's he, you know, got he started the the from the ground. Yeah, up guy. So I dig it. Uh, and and the and the thing that Wiki told me that they didn't know is he actually oh. uh, his dad was a defense contractor, so he a long time growing up in Turkey for most of his. Whoa. You know, growing up. I want to grow up somewhere cool. I like finding out that people had life. crazy like lives. Yeah. Did you know that Andrew Zimmern's dad was a madman? No. Like his dad legitimately was a man, like a Madison Avenue madman, and he he wrote the he made Canada dry. Can I tell you on a side note? A real deal. That this is a thing that legitimately just happened. Uh huh. I didn't. Andrew Zimmer, did you forget how Andrew Zimmer was? Nope. 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 I just now made the connection as to why madmen were called madmen. Oh, because of Madison Avenue. I'm so proud of you. I just now put the connection between Madison Avenue and Mad Men. As people who work in branding, (laughs) I'm going to not tell anybody in the world that. And I expect all of you to keep Nixie's shameful secret as well. (laughs) (laughs) They're Mad Men. And you know who coined the phrase? They did. Because they were branding fucking masters. I... I feel like there's not... I need to put more alcohol in this. Sure. Let's do it. Do you want me to run up and get some while you say words? You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it. Okay. Which which alcohol? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll be back, guys. I'm putting the beer in it. There's two in the kitchen, too. <laughs> okay. So, um... Keep going. Okay. One of Mitch Pelagi's early films actually 
And I would also like to know if Grace says, I'm assuming she's seen it, is Wes, Wes Craven's Shocker. I have not watched Shocker. She has not seen Shocker. Can actually, you hear me on the mic? Huh? Can you hear me on the mic from here? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, actually, you should just say no. Uh, there's nothing in it yet because I can't find the alcohol in the oh. kitchen. Um, you should just say that you can't hear me. Otherwise, I'm going to get up all the time. It should be like right behind where all the drinks are. It's just where, there's just soda streams there. Oh. I put them over where the bar is. Guys, this is absolutely fantastic podcast <laughs> footage going on right now. I wish you could see me running around. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, he played uh, he played bad guy in Shocker. Um, and Nick has watched lots of Son- Sons of Anarchy. So I saw him on that and was like, I know him. It's Walter Skinner. And also it's Colonel Caldwell. And he's done some voice acting as well. He, uh, on The Batman. He's Commissioner Gordon. So that's cool. Because. I like Batman. Wait, Batman. On, on the animated version? Yeah, The Batman. Oh. He's Commissioner Gordon. I'm going to give you one ice cube. I have booze. More booze. Um, and he currently has a reoccurring role in Supergirl. 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 And uh, fun fact, he was on the original Dallas, and then he was on the new Dallas. Wait, there was a new Dallas? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. I didn't realize that. It was on, I think, like, TNT or some... I wonder if, like... The rule now is, like, there's less shows that have not been remade versus shows Probably. that have been remade. What should we remake? Um, Do you want to know what I want remade? Legit, what I... Like, part of me doesn't want it remade because I want it to stay untouched because it's a very touchstone thing. Okay. However, I also... A little part of me wants to be remade just because I think you could have some really cool, again, social commentaries. Sure. And the show would make me happy. and You could bring in a lot of really cool guest stars. Fucking quantum leap. So Jesse and I, not the same, but in the same time frame. Okay. We want to remake The Greatest American Hero. Ooh. I think we may have talked about this. That's good. (laughs) We're remaking The Greatest American Hero. It's done. It's called. That's good. Guys, I'm wiggly now. Okay. I'm so sorry. Previously on Stargate Atlantis, Ray! Everything is fucky. Uh, Taylor has some wraith powers, and then the SGC sends some reinforcements led by Colonel Everett, and and some very beautiful, very horrible battle scenes occurred. And then Everett's mad at John for putting Sumner out of his torments, and then some wraith, and then John's very bad idea, but very good idea to destroy some ships by flying himself and a bomb into it. Mm-hmm. And then the wraith attacked Everett, and Taylor's missing, and Ford is trapped. Cool. Uh... So we start the episode with Ford on the balcony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone opens fire. Everyone is dying. Many people. Yeah, everyone is dying. And uh, both sides. And it comes down to Ford as the last man standing. Yes. And the wraith pushes him to the balcony. And right as he starts to feed on Ford, one of the other Marines pulls out a grenade and rolls over to the side of the balcony. Boom. And we just see Ford and the wraith tumbling Tumbling. I will tumbling, remember tumbling, you. Crash into the ocean. And there is not a uh, door floating in the ocean hmm. big enough for both of them. Hmm. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, John is flying into the Wraith ship when someone comes over the radio telling him to decloak immediately, gives him an authorization code, which seems to be correct because John's like, uncloak 
I, I'm, I'm impressed that at that moment in time, with that much going on, that your brain can register a correct yeah. code. You could say anything to me in a moment of panic, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know where. But this is why you are not, you know, this is fair. John Shepard. I, I think um, in a situation like that, it takes so much control to to come out of like, no, I've made this decision, yes. and I'm going forward. Yeah. I will be honest, I'm pretty sure my reaction, if I was in the situation, would be much closer to McKay than Zelenka. Oh, yeah. I think I would I think I would go with John Shepard. I'd be like, look, if someone's going to die, it's going to be me because I don't want to deal with the aftermath. I'm just in terms of handling the pressure. You've, yeah. you've seen when I work, yeah. I'm a very vocal talker. Oh, yeah. While I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to talk things out. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely more the McKay <laughs> oh, in yeah. terms of, you want to see how far you can get me to snap, and then as I'm working and getting this yeah, shit done, it's going to happen. basically threatening the air around me. I like it. No, no, machines. I think, um, I, I, I understand where Shepard's coming from. It's not the idea of being the hero. It's like the, I don't want to be the one left in the aftermath. Yes. I, it's a little bit almost selfish. selfish. Yeah. It's selfless and selfish at the same time. Yep. It's kind of, um. For me, it comes from that space of, like, growing up the sick kid. Like, I'd rather be the sick kid than yeah. the one worried about the sick kid. Yeah. A hundred times over. I hear that. Yeah. Um, in the Atlantis control room, McKay finishes the countdown. Um, and on the screen and outside, with a large explosion, we see the Ray's ship be destroyed. Yay. Everyone with the assumption that John is still on that jumper. Again, we go. Looks about as you would imagine they look when one of your best friends has just sacrificed himself. Every time someone we think is dead, I'm going to sing the I Will Remember You song. It's only appropriate. The Sarah McLachlan I Will Remember You. To be fair, is that basically the only Sarah McLachlan song people remember? No, the other one is In the Arms of the Angels. Oh, that's true. Yeah, can I tell you that part of my head thought they were the same song? They they basically are. (laughs) You can throw in like a like, lot of nineties ballads. Verses of the you same. could throw in like Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go yeah. On." You could throw in "And I Will Always Love We're You." We're just gonna make one mega a mega ballad. Pull. Yeah, a mega ballad. So Chuck then sees another ship on the radar. It's not a hive ship. He's getting an IFF, which, if you didn't know, is identification friend or foe. Yeah, IFF stands for. I like that. Uh, it's I'm gonna like, start answering the phone that way. Well, it's sort of like a, it's like a radio tag that you can, it's like a, a radio flasher going friendly, 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 nice. don't fire, don't fire. What's your IFF? I don't think that's how you use it's, that, but that's not, how I'm going to use it anyway. Not, that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> and then radio, John radios in. I'm just going to answer the phone, friend or foe. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. <laughs> John radios in, because I mean, how many other shepherds do you know? Sure. But after some more. Uh, you know, it's a kind of common name, so back off. Well, John is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, some more. Another voice pops in. It is Colonel Stephen Caldwell. Hmm. Sorry, hmm. my thing popped up. That's okay. Um, and then I lost my spot. Um, he is the commander of the Daedalus. Yes. And they are ready to assist wherever they are needed. Oh, I just remembered what my other AKA is. Yeah. Daedalus is hard to spell. <laughs> It is so hard taking notes on this episode because Deadless is hard to spell. Deadless. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's spelled the same way anywhere in my notes. <laughs> um, and if any group has ever breathed a greater, bigger sigh of relief, 
and they they abort the self-destruct. Yay. McKay perks up right after almost drifting asleep when Caldwell is like, hey, I have a present for you. Would you like a ZPM? I like things. And Carson's actually more stunned at the whole, like, Asgard beaming technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice reminder that, like, not everyone knows that exists. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. They wouldn't have any knowledge of, like, Asgardy things. Yeah. Uh, and as McKay pulls the rare treasure from the loot box, uh, he's like, let's go get the shields working. I feel like at this point, he's probably so tired. He's like, can I put this in me? Yeah. And I just like arc reactor <laughs> this thing right into my heart because ow. And meanwhile, Daedalus is going to help take care of the one last hive ship. And we get our first great shot of Daedalus flying in a little beefier than Prometheus. Oh, yeah. And then with her awesome fucking shield uh-huh. and she can shoot through her shield. Yeah. What the fuck? And like an awesome space dogfight, the first of two nice. happens. So I want a shield. Credits. That has a hole. Yep. For my arrows. Okay. I'm going to make a ranger that works that way. Okay. Like a little arrow slit. Yeah. So where nothing can get in, uh-huh. but I can get out through. Just one little... Well, here's what... You could probably... Oh, Sam build shit. Okay. Yes. So, Sam has her crossbow. Yes. I want to do a thing, but then the end of the crossbow, Is build a shield, a shield in yep. with the little thing, and then there's a little scope hole up top, uh-huh. and you have your little... Your little... Arrow slit. Bolt hole underneath. Yep. And then it, like, folds, so you can use it as a regular shield, and they can fold up the crossbow yes. part. Yes. I, like I mean, that. Sam likes to build shit. I like it. That's my gnome Sam, not Sam Carter. Although I mean, inspired by Sam Carter. Yeah. D&D. She also likes to build things. She does. And destroy them. So when we get back uh, from credits, we see a little overlap with the scene that we saw last week with the Wraith attacking Everett. And he's uh-huh. definitely fed upon. Yeah. And eventually that Wraith is killed from behind by one of his Marines on the ground. Space dogfight. <sighs> And we learn that Novak has moved to the Daedalus from mm. the Prometheus. Uh, also, there's Nazgard aboard. Yay! Hermiad. Hermiad. We've seen Hermiad at least, like, a couple times before, right? Uh, I don't Have remember. Hermiad? I don't think we've seen Hermiad. Okay. Just kidding. We've seen some other ones. Okay. Just kidding. Um, I keep thinking the one that uh, Janet voiced was Hermiad. Yeah. No. That is not. Okay. I'll find it. I don't remember it. which one that is, but it is not Hermiad. And uh, I'm going to find out. He goes, reminder, people, the ship is not as strong without the ZPM. And Caldwell's like, well, fucking duh. (laughs) By the way, hair mode, which is the Norse mythology inspiration for Hermia's name. Because it kind of translates. It's, you know, names translate and drift. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, But he is the son of Odin and uh, is often depicted as the messenger of the gods. Oh. So in the prose Edda, which is like, you know, the big poetic mythology storiness. The big guy. Um, after Baldir died, um, like all the gods were so grief stricken and in mourning that they just couldn't, like they were speechless. They couldn't do anything. Okay. So Frigg, who is Baldur's mom, was like, hey, does someone want to volunteer to go down to hell to bring him back? And if you do, you will get all of my love and all of my favor. So Hermod is like, I'm in, yo. So I do the things. He, he rode down to hell. He got he got to ride. Um, he was told to like ransom for Balder, but he got to ride Odin's horse. Okay. Down to hell, which is kind of a big honor. 
Yeah. You know? That's kind of a big deal. It's like borrowing like your super cool dad like yeah. car, like the really nice one. It's like, can I please take the nice car? So he got there and he gets to the hall in hell. He meets hell because again, hell is the dude that lives in hell, like the kind of the same one in the same. Hemdall is who she plays. Yes, Hemdall. <laughs> Sorry. Close. I can use I, I had an H. It's an H. I don't know my way around Norse mythology. Okay. Um basically Balder was there in an audible place. His wife's also there. And Hell's like, I am not fucking letting him go. Whoa. You can't have him back. I don't care that the gods are crying and in mourning. I want everything living and dead to weep for him. Damn. To get him back. Those hell people are usually pretty awful. Yeah, needless to say, uh, instead of coming back with Balder, he came back with his ring, which I'm not going to try to pronounce, and some other gifts. I want to see it. Draupnir. 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 I don't know. I give up. Draupnir. Sure. Uh, and other gifts and stuff this like that. This must be super fun. Also, <laughs> he's uh, he's in the Thor comics as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. I dig it. So upon John's recommendation. So is not voiced by someone fun. No. Okay. Just kidding. He is voiced by a very, like, pedigreed, like, long... IMDb voice actor. Oh, I just like the ones that are like, and it's, also it happens to be Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not anyone else from Stargate. It's just an amazing voice actor, yeah. and I didn't write his name. It's though. actually McCabe. Nope. So, upon Zhang's recommendation, Caldwell sends some large warheads into the Wraith fighter bay. Extra mm-hmm. explosions happen. And, because, uh, you know, if you hit there, yeah, yeah, yeah. chain reaction. But the two missiles are taken out. Like, darts don't just hit them. They're like, like no. Darts just kind of run into them. They go like full running. sentinel. They're like, no, yeah. you hit me first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like miles from the ship. Mm-hmm. So John asks why the Asgard gave him like hyperdrives and awesome shields, but no weapons. <laughs> and Caldwell's like, well, apparently they don't want to give other races anything that could potentially used against them. I, I feel like Caldwell's reaction is like, you really don't know anything about the Asgard, do you? <laughs> A, that. B, part of me wants to say that that's Caldwell's rationale sure. of why. Because that does not seem like a very Asgardian I mean, they're always, like, trying to find the loopholes on how to help because they feel like they're not supposed to help. Well, I feel like, I feel the actual reason why they're not giving us weapons is probably more of, like, a Tolan situation. Okay. Where they're like, yeah, we're going to give you the guns and you're going to fuck up and kill yourselves. Yeah. More of that reason. Yeah. We don't trust you. You're dumb fucks. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not. (laughs) Not trusting you because you're going to hurt us. It's more not trusting you because you're going you're gonna to hurt, hurt you. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't give a child fire. But Caldwell thinks it's a so we don't more. kill yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Caldwell also, thinks very highly of the human race. Also, I love how loungy Caldwell gets in his captain's chair. He's very curvy. You know what? He's been traveling how many light years? Uh-huh. Go for it, dude. Get comfy. So in the control room, McKay is trying to explain things to Zelenka that he already knows, which I get. I've done the same thing before. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. as McKay heads out, he's a little underwhelmed that he only has two Marines to help protect him through the city. Yeah. Where there's also rape. And he tells them that if shit goes down, you need to put your lives on the line to save me. I mean, ZPM. Protect the squishy. At all costs. 
You, you know, that's what you do, though. It's very smart. So think of the most valuable thing and then be like, hey, look, I have the most valuable thing because yeah. then you get all the protection. Uh-huh. I like it. And then Chuck comes to tell Weird that they lost contact with a bunch of people, including Talon Ford. Hey. And a great... I love the camera flipping that they do in this episode. Yeah. The steady cam work yeah. is so cool. They they're definitely put... Um, the action back into this episode yeah. even though it's not like the big big fight scene episode yeah so they somehow keep you still in that moment 100 percent um on the daedalus which in the second part of the mythology according to stargate mm-hmm. um daedalus is is he the one who flew too close to the sun he's the father damn of it icarus. oh icarus is the one who flew too close to the sun yep Ah, you were so close. I know it. Okay. Um, so he's the father of Icarus in Greek mythology. He yes. is an amazingly skilled craftsman, he inventor. Was. He is essentially a D&D artificer. Yeah. Um, and he's seen as a symbol of like wisdom, knowledge, power. Yeah, and innovation. He built the labyrinth for King yep. M- uh, Minos. Yes. Minos. Uh-huh. Which one is For it? the Minotaur. Minos? Minotaur M- Min- Minos. Minos. Because I think it's Minotaur Minos. Anyway, um, and right after he finished said labyrinth, so he couldn't tell anyone the secret to the labyrinth, King Minos just locked him up. Yeah. And some say inside the labyrinth himself, and some say in a tower with his son Icarus. Interesting. So in order to escape said tower or labyrinth, Mm -hmm. he made wings out of wax. So either yes. completely out of wax or he kind of like used feathers and just used sort of wax as the glue. Yeah. So the the, the way I remember the story from when I was little uh-huh. was that he used the wax to, to hold them together. Yeah. The feathers and yeah. everything. Um, and so him and his son are escape with these wax and feather wings. Mm-hmm. As we know, one of the two flew too close to the sun because he was not wise like his father deadless and the wax melted uh instead of saying low to the ocean where the currents and the water would keep Keep the wax cool cool. needless to say his son died uh and in one story later athena actually came down and gave him real wings and he eventually came to sicily and you know all this complicated travel travel because king minos was like fuck you yeah and there was no fast travel back then. And so eventually he came looking for Daedalus. He found where he was hanging out with some king. Mm-hmm. And he tries to catch up with him. And basically, the story that I like is that somehow, the I think the king was like, yeah, sure, we'll deal with you. But why don't you go take a bath first? You've been traveling for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Daedalus killed him by pouring boiling water on him. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but also, Daedalus was really proud, a little too proud sure. of his work, and was kind of afraid of someone overtaking him. So when his nephew showed really great skills that might be better than him, he, he just him? had him killed. Wow. Dude, that's not cool. But he has given credit for, like, inventing all of the things. Yeah. Um, he didn't follow his own advice at the end there. No. It's like, hey, don't let your pride, don't fly too close to the sun, don't be a dick. <laughs> Basically, everything boils down to don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Yeah. And don't have such a dumb name that's hard to spell. <laughs> to be fair, it was probably not hard to spell back then. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, on the Daedalus, mm-hmm. um, John wants to know why they can't just beam a bomb to the ship. 
since missiles aren't getting anywhere near the ship. Sure. And Caldwell's like, yeah, there's failsafe, so we don't use the beaming technology as a weapons delivery platform. Damn it. John's like, did the Asgard write those failsafes? Because you, yeah, you have you have one of those. Rewrite the code. And like, his ass is grass as much as ours. Yeah. So, so maybe we can't use it, but he, he can use it. So Caldwell calls down to Novak and he's like, yeah, figure out how to do that. I and love that Novak is the one that has to do the Asgard negotiations. <laughs> and especially because she's like, yeah, no, 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 no. He's, yeah. um not gonna be down for that well and she's it's funny too because she's not who you would think of as your negotiator yeah she's like always so stressed about it but in a lot of ways she thinks like the asgard do they're very matter mm-hmm. of facty mm-hmm. they're just like no this is just the science the end bye yeah so maybe in that sense she's appropriate i don't know but she just always like they just push her into these jobs where it's like why are you part, making her do this part of me is also kind of thinking that like Hermie had heard all this. Oh, yeah. And was just like... Yeah. Fine, you... Like, didn't technically take too much convincing on poor Novak's part. Right. I just feel bad for Novak because they put her in these positions where she's like, I am uncomfortable. I am not paid for this. This is not what I'm good at. Um, Caldwell gives no fucks about what Hermia thinks of the situation. Mm -hmm. Just get it done. Yep. And super glad I'm not Novak. Super cool. Super Back cool. on Atlantis, McKay and two Marines are quickly stealthing through the city. <laughs> um, I say stealthing <laughs> is a bit of a stretch for what McKay is doing. Um, walking is fine. <laughs> okay. Marines are stealthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McKay is... The loudest human on Earth. Kind of failed his stealth check. McKay, the other two were trying to help him. McKay is me when I come home from work. <laughs> and I'm mad at Jesse Because we know that I work late nights. And I pretend to try to be quiet. But I'm mad. Everyone knows that. midnight. And Everyone knows that. Oh, that move where you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I wake you? Oh, I tripped. I are mad at you. Oh, is this light hurting your eyes? I'm sorry. I don't want to find my PJs in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and so, then it's like I'm up. Are you mad? It's like no, I'm no, fine now. I'm fine, <laughs> fine. But also spoilers in our house. Uh, we pretty much call it out. And go. Yes, I'm mad at you. <laughs> I love you, but I'm mad at you. I aggressively love you. <laughs> uh, so they see the rape right in the direction they have to go. So McKay stage whispers <laughs> loudly, as stealthy as Haley is usually. Sure, sure. And so uh, they hide. One Marine has signals to the other Marine. Uh, and McKay's like, I didn't get all that. What am I supposed what am to I do? do? I'm really good at the rolling <laughs> thing. That's my favorite part. I'm really good at the rolling. <laughs> so the Marine you has... You think sig- he practices? Like, he goes into Taylor's, like, combat uh-huh. room. Yeah. Because it's got the soft mats. Uh-huh. And he's just like, I'm going to practice my rolling. Rolling. And they're like, okay. Rolling, 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 right. <laughs> so the Marines hand signals to McKay to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And again, fantastic camera work as they lure one Wraith out, uh-huh. take it down. The second one comes and the other Marine takes him out from behind. It is fantastic. And they're clear. And just as they're about to move, they're not actually clear because both Marines kidding. are then taken down by a Wraith stunner. Ah. Uh... 
and it's just McKay against a wraith. Uh-huh. This is how it's gonna be. And then there's a second wraith. And he gets real brave. And then you want some of this, and he takes out his sidearm. And he's very brave, and the music gets very tense, and he faces off against two wraith on his own, and instead of firing the gun, he checks the cartridge, which falls to the ground. He sucks. And he yells in panic into the radio. He rolls a net one on his attack roll. 100% a net one. (laughs) And from behind, both wraith are quickly killed by Taylor. Oh, yeah. Who comes in, in, save the in day. that moment, McKay's like singing to himself. He's like, I will remember me. <laughs> I love that we both did that. Uh, Taylor's radio was broken. That's why she's been out of contact. Uh, she does she's stop. like, I used it as a shield because I'm a badass. And then I threw it at a wraith and but killed him. Probably. She probably yeah. does the same move that Ford does later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so whatever I need to throw. She I does will. stop and points out how very brave McKay was. Oh sure, she I knows. Mean, she knows he needs that ego. To boost. be fair, that actually was. She didn't say smart. She said brave. Exactly, mm-hmm. that was brave. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have just stood there. Uh huh. This is why. I, how as much as I don't love you using guns, yeah. if I have one, I'm gonna know how to use it. Yeah, I would. Probably if you're going to carry it, know how to use it. Listen, if I'm living on Atlantis, I'll learn how to use a gun. It's fair. It's fair. If I know a life-sucking wraith they're coming at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me all the guns. Yeah. Um, but so they lead the way. She leads the way in the lead to the shield station <laughs> with the ZPM. Yay. In the engine room of the Daedalus, Hermia is not happy, mm-hmm. but Novak has the timer on the bomb set to five seconds. The plan is ready. Cobble doesn't care that Hermia doesn't, isn't happy. We're doing um, what we do. And they beam the weapon over. And Boom. I love that Novark starts the countdown, and Hermia is like, fuck this. Just I'm beams doing, it over oh, anyway. Got it. Gotta, gotta go now. And Hermia curses under his breath, uh-huh. which is actually, when will these humans learn their consequences to action, but wow. in reverse? Oh, wow. They just, like, dubbed it backwards. Um, never. No, never. We don't. Have we you don't, met humans? No. No. We don't foresight well. No. We don't, no. we, history is cyclical. Uh-huh. We are doomed. I, I feel like in, stay with me here. I know no one's stoned. Maybe some of you. No judgment. No one here is. Yeah, absolutely none. So, in the future, like, in the year 3000. millions of years from now, when yeah. they tell the fable of humans, mm-hmm. it's basically the story of Sisyphus. Oh, 100%. We will be doomed to repeat the same mistakes over and over. And right now, they seem so different because we're so tight in the timeline. Mm-hmm. But when you squish it all together, it's like, look, they just keep doing the same thing just, over and over and thing, over. Expecting and, different results. Enslave a people. Try to take things over. War. Enslave yeah. a people. Try to take things over. War. Look how it just keeps happening. They just keep doing it. Look how dumb they are. So this... This, on a tangent, reminds me of something I did want to mention before we started, and okay. I forgot. Okay. Okay. So, Star Wars is coming out. Yes. In a couple months. Wait. I believe what? it's I'm 44 kidding. days away. Okay. Ish. Okay. Something around that. When we're recording, it's 44. Um, I'm not excited at 40 all. I don't know tickets. Yeah. So, I have ranted, I will say, against some of the people... Who are like, this is ruined Star Wars. This isn't, oh, you sorry. know, don't like the story, and they're killing. It. And I was like, I know, I know in my head 
pretty much how this is going to end. Star Wars is based on repetitive mythology. Mm. It's always the same stories. They repeat itself generation after generation. That's the entire fucking point of Star Wars. And they have all these complicated ways they think this is going to end. I'm like, no. It never changes. It's the same thing. And so, and they like... It's the same. They think, they're oh, like, well, so I hope that it doesn't end that way because I won't be satisfied. Okay, listen. If you need to go and I will post it, the Freddie Prince Jr. rant on his own podcast. Sure. Where he just went off and it is beautiful. And I love his inclusion of many, many curse words. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is Nixie approved. Sure. But he's like, this story's for fucking children. Each, okay. each set of each trilogy is written for fucking children of that day. <laughs> of course it's the same mythology. It repeats itself. It's the same story. Sure. That's the whole point. You have grown up. Star Wars does not end up growing up. Right. And so he's like, I've heard this from George Lucas himself, from Dave Filoni. That is how shit works. And he says it in this beautiful, like, you- like, you sure. have to watch it. I've done a very poor job summarizing I've, I've watched it. And yes. I'm li- And I'm listening to you. And the thing is, this is going to sound... Go whatever. for it. Let's go for it. I happen to share an opinion He, he loses me when he cites George Lucas. Because George Lucas has lost sight of what he was trying to do in the beginning. Um, but it's fine. I get all the other parts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he just loses me Dave there. Filoni. Yeah. Uh, he just loses me there. And... I don't think we have to think of it as written just for children. I think we can all enjoy it and understand that patterns no, happen. That part I totally get. It's yeah. not only for children. Yeah. It's just the concept of like it is repetitive mythology. Right. Because it's obviously more than just for children. Well, the Clearly. idea is that it's it's told in the I think what he means is it's told in this in this in the way of a fable. That's what I mean. Like Um and I think that's the hard part to his words can be interpreted the wrong way. Yes. Um, and I think that's what my problem is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that his passion is there. I think he means the right thing, but his words are not as clear as I would have liked them to and be. And I use words like he uses words. <laughs> I, as words just that, blunt instruments sure. to reinforce my own. Yeah. I don't pretend that I'm no, 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 that's, word uh, usage. Which is why I'm like, I get what he's trying to say. And I'm like, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The problem is I say it in the same way as he does. It's just open to too much interpretation. Yes. That's is, my concern. Which is why I was like, you say the thing that I say yeah. in the same way that I say it. <laughs> Go you. Yay, words. Anyway. Uh, I, I think I'd love to 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 have the conversation further and find some clear. There's not enough clarity in it for me. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. all. Um, I, I, I would love a little more clarity before I... This Decide. is how my repetitive mythology Sisyphus up a hill Yay. turned into a Star Wars rant. What the? F- where were we? What's? Mm. Where am I? No, what I remember where we were. There's, um, there's... The bomb explodes. Okay, got it. And the ship goes boom. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there is. This is announced in the Atlantis control room. Mm-hmm. There's no more hive ships in orbit. Yay! Before they can prep, um, another warhead. Oh, sorry. There's one more ship in orbit. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Before they can prep another warhead to do the same thing, another, all the small cruisers run. Yeah. That was the last. Uh, that was the last hive ship. I've lost count. This is a lot of hive ships. There is, well, all the This is where they start cruisers. to gather. Right before they start to gather yeah, and form so one guy Yeah, so it's not thing. that there's more hive ships left. It's all the escorts, the smaller ones. Yep. Those all run. Yes. 
Uh, so it's now just clean up of the darts. Mm-hmm. But the darts, darts actually form up. Um, this is where the deadless has to go into deadless maneuvers? Yeah, it's, okay. there, it's, it's not coming for deadless. No. And Atlantis has a problem, which Atlantis can uh. see. All of the ships are heading straight for Atlantis mm-hmm, at top mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ballistic speed. Yeah. Daedalus can't get there in time. They're just going full, like, kamikaze pilots, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, Zelenka explains they're going to hit the city at over 10,000 kilometers an hour. Wowza. Uh, nothing will be left of the city. Holy crap. They have 45 seconds. That's fine. That's plenty of time to go pee and then come back and then figure out what you're going to do. So we're radios to McKay that they need the shield in 40 seconds or they're dead, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's not good. Yeah. And and, 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 McKay is like, come the fuck on. Are you kidding me? McKay is like the lady running from the bad guy in the horror movie and trying to get the key Uh in the keyhole Uh and it's so hard and it's scary Uh right now and I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, he's like, you want to find the stress point where I completely snap? And he's trying to get the ZP. He's like, snap, 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 snap. And it it, it lights up so it should be good and Zlink is like, no, not good. Yeah. Not working. 20 seconds. And he's like, really? Okay, fucking snap. And he, like, pushes all his weight down onto yeah. the ZPM. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, I did it. <laughs> and at the very last possible second, the shield raises. Yikes. Covering the city with a beautiful, magical shimmer. Too as close. As the darts rain down hellfire upon it. Somebody give that poor man a fucking break. Or some something. John calls down, calls down to Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Here's nothing. Inside the shield, Weir can barely hear John because of the interference. The explosions fucked up the radio. John's like, don't scare me like that. Uh, says the man who flew into a wraith ship. <laughs> exactly. And it's over. Daedalus is going to stay in orbit, send teams down to help clear out the few wraith that are in the city. Mm-hmm. Nah, and John's going to head back down to the city. In the shield control room, McKay radios, or Weir radios to McKay to take the rest of the day off, and he literally lays down right where he was standing. He's like, I sleep here. He's that meme of Uh the little girl. He's like, I nap here. I nap here. Taylor's like, should I just, uh, should I just tell the wraith that left in the city that you're, like, nap-napping? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, I'm not playing your game. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) I'm not wearing my laser vest. So no, thanks. I'm not. I'm not here. So he's like, yeah, you're right. And Taylor helps him up and they head off, even though he doesn't have a weapon. (laughs) So in the gate room, give him a sandwich. Somebody feed that man. Something He, he can he can eat while running. Yeah. Give him a goddamn power bar. So in the gate room, John beams into some more Marines and we pan around to see Weir and John meeting up. After all of that, and Weir just yes. embraces him for a hug. He's home. Their home is safe. And they both agree to stop doing things for the other person's going to assume that they're dead. Of course. It's a very, um, to appeal to your sensibilities, it's very Vax and Vex. Very Vax and Vex. Yes. Okay. Which makes me love, it's one of the reasons why I love their relationship. Sure. Because they're, it is just one of those, like, they love each other, but clearly not in the romantic... It doesn't... Yeah, love doesn't always have to be romantic. I don't see them pulling a Chakotay and Janeway on the planet, you know, Spoilers. left alone for a while. No, yeah. like or even a, a, a Jack and Sam. Clearly not a Jack and Sam, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very... They're very Vax and Vax. Yes, I like it. a little less killy. Meh. A little less. Just a little bit less. Yeah. 
Uh, so... Also, Weir needs to have a bear. Weir should have a Can bear. Can we get her a pet? <gasps> Can we get Atlantis pets? We need pets on Atlantis. There's got to be some great, like, alien, like, horse dogs. Horse dogs? I want a horse dog. I don't know how well a horse dog would do well, in the city. It's like a dog, but it's as tall as a horse. Okay. So it's basically a great name. But, but cool. Or like an Irish wolfhound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, they have, like, claw tags. <laughs> um, and maybe a unicorn horn. Ooh, that'd be cool. I like it. Yeah. And, and, and some of them can swim. Really okay. Well. well, I mean, because I mean, ocean. it is Atlantis. It is Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they come out of the ocean, but they happen to be fuzzy like dogs. They're just narwhals. <laughs> They're just giant otters with like an, an otter oh my God. and a narwhal oh my God. had a baby. <laughs> I love this so much. A Yuna otter. I love an otter. I want a, I want a, a Yuna, Yuna otter. otter. Write that down for the body cards. <laughs> Yuna otter. <laughs> You <laughs> daughter, got it. Okay, so they have a few wraith left in the city to to dispose of. But before John does anything, Colonel Everett wants to see him in the infirmary. So there, we find John giving an update to a very aged Caldwell. Yikes! Not Caldwell. Everett. Everett. I literally wrote the wrong name down this Space. entire paragraph. I'm impressed that you remembered the right guy. Says Caldwell. It's Everett. So his hand is shaking, and he wants to finish a conversation that they had started earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett owes John an apology. Yeah. John's like, no, you're you're fine. But but Everett's like, no, I have a pretty good idea what happened now. Yeah, I get it now. I were dumb. I would have done the same thing if mm-hmm. I saw Sumner in that position. Yeah. And and with tears in his eyes, almost breaking, he says that he actually wished John had been there for him. Uh huh. A fate worse than death. Kind of. Yeah. See, this is where it happens again. Yeah. Okay. And uh, John tries to brush it off. Uh, you're you're going to be fine when you get back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it looks away. And then you're going home to like your wife who's, he's probably what, in his late 50s? Yeah, if that. And now he's in his 80s. How do you explain that? How do you make that without have like, you can't say what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, can they even say that they went to space? Because nope. I've... How do you say that? Just radiation. They put me in a reverse uh, hyperbaric chamber? Jeebus. No I'm part of an experiment? And now my penis is blue? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Seemed like the right color. So Everett said what he needed to say, and he tells John to get back to work. And he does, but not before standing in attention and saluting Everett once yeah. before he goes. I'll give Everett a lot of credit how quickly he came to this apology. Yes. There's something about this man that um, a lot of these guys are great, but we always tend to portray the military leaders as rigid. Yes. But it's important to know that people aren't successful in leading unless they have this ability to adapt and to change and to be flexible and yeah. understand what's needed. It's just in each a moment. different type of flexibility yeah, yeah, yeah. than we're used to as people who make pretty pictures for oh, a living. Oh, sure. Well, it's just this way of being able to to access feelings and and still not to be vulnerable without being weak. Yes. Yeah. So Zelenka explains to John and Weir that right now the count is around 40 casualties, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last Wraith is dead. He was trying to damage part of the city, but he's gone now, and they still can't find Ford. It's, um, everything's fine. They're like, he may have been beamed up, and John's like, let's not go there yet. Mm-hmm. How about we search outside the city? 
He's like, hmm. in the ocean? Why the, why? He goes, you don't have to go out there and, like, rescue him because yourself. Because what if he's Just riding search. a uni otter? Exactly. And he's like, this is great. I'm never going back to Atlantis. Lo and behold, quick search of the scanner outside the city. There is Ford's. They ask Caldwell to beam him up and then back down to the infirmary. Mm -hmm. And when they do, good thing Carson has a couple SOs there already because there is a a dead wraith connected to an unconscious Ford on the ground in front of him. Gross, gross, gross. And then we see Ford in the infirmary. Uh, and, and Carson's explained to John and Weir a couple hours later that about his, you know, status. Things are super not great. He totally should legit be dead right now. Uh-huh. Um, no human should survive hours upon hours face down in cold water. Right. So the Wraith have this enzyme that they pump into their preys as they feed on them, and it basically makes the humans stronger, mm-hmm. keeps their heart beating. God. So the wraith can feed on them longer. Sure, sure, sure. Because the feeding's so traumatic on human system, they might die too soon. Right, right, right. Awesome. Oh, fate worse than death. So normally it's a slow release formula. Uh-huh. Uh, Carson's guessing that because the wraith died so suddenly, Ford's system was just like overwhelmed and flooded with this enzyme. Yikes. Which is why he survived based Enzymes on the water. Enzymes will fuck you up. Yes. Now it's breaking down the system. Carson's fairly sure it's going to kill him because mm-hmm. uh, his body might already be dependent on it. Yeah. So they could try to wean him off of the enzyme um, but they're going to need more enzyme to do that and it's a bit creepy but we have a bunch of dead wraith in the morgue. We basically need to tritonin some wraith we need wraith tritonin. I'm just going to juice him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. This is all, all normal. Meanwhile, McKay calls to Weir and John's a control room like now. Mm-hmm. McKay should be getting sleep, but before he could get sleep, someone, <clears throat> Zelenka, mm-hmm. went, hey, the long-range sensors are working again. There's 12 hive ships coming. Yeah. They're 36 hours away. Give the man an hour nap. Fuck. This is not good times. Meeting time. Caldwell has joined them now. Mm-hmm. They at least know... They know there's, like, minimum 60 hive ships in the galaxy. So, in theory, <sighs> all could be coming at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh... That's fine. They have the shield, but that just kind of buys them time. Right. John's like, time's important in this case. McKay reminds them that the last Siege of Atlantis lasted years. Shit. Yeah. With only one ZPM, they're not going to last years. No. And they're probably they, going to last, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. They can't just submerge a city. It's not a goddamn yo-yo. Plus, McKay has no clue how they did that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, John is sick of waiting. John's yeah. sick of playing defense. He's like, we need to take this fight to them. Yeah. He's like, we got to remind them that we're scrappy-ass humans. Caldwell's like, uh, 12 high ships, one Daedalus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This and, is fine. And John's like, no, but we're cooler than they are. Yeah. I want, we're going to get cool points. Yeah, he wants to send a message um, that they aren't the ancients. They're not just going to sit here and wait. Mm-hmm. They're going to kick the wraith asses for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so McKay has already calculated that they have one last stop to make before they get to Atlantis. Okay. And I do love this in contrast to Everett, okay. Caldwell's like, where, what do you want to do? Right. 
Yeah, I mean, she's the boss here, and he's become very aware of that. Yes. I just, like... You could almost give Everett credit for this, though, because uh, he sees that Everett's, like, including her. Maybe that's part of it. You know what I mean? Who knows? I don't know. I just just liked that contrast that you had between these two colonels in back-to-back episodes. I'll take it. That have sort of come in as the cavalry. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're here to save you. How do you want to be saved? So, Daedalus shows up at the where the rays are going to come mm-hmm. and wait. Novak has the warheads prepped one second time at this time. Hermione yep. is still annoyed at all of this and cursing <laughs> under his breath. Uh, Taylor's in Weir's office. She can feel how fucking pissed the wraith are. Oh, yeah. And at this point, it's not just wanting to get to Earth. At this point, there's also a bit on the Wraith side of, like, they're worried that this word is going to get out mm-hmm. because rebellions are built on hope. Oh, yes. At in this case point, you didn't have enough Star Wars in this episode. <laughs> at this point, it's, it's just as much about silencing Atlantis mm-hmm. and making sure that, like... Yeah, that everybody remembers that the Wraith are the boss. That what their place is in this galaxy. Mm-hmm. Know your role. And Ford walks in reporting for duty. And we see his Ugh. left eye is entirely black. I love the uh, the things that Weir does where she, like, you catch her every now and then being grossed out by it. Uh-huh. Um, but she's, like, trying to be super well. normal. Yeah, and it's got, like, the weird race people. Uh-huh. Super normal. Everything's fine. Like, uh-huh. she has such a hard time even looking at him. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I, and I, I sort of, I noticed it as well because I'm someone who... Uh, random Nixie fact, I'm someone who has a, an extremely hard time looking at people in the eyes. Okay. Very, very few people. Yeah. You probably <laughs> haven't noticed it because you're someone yeah, yeah. who I do, but but very few people do I look them in the eye. I'm also a, a, I'm a, an eye contact thief. You, you are. I will steal people's eye contact. You are, but like, I, I get that because I'm someone who I can... Count on probably both my hands, the amount yeah. of people that I'm capable of looking them in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I notice when someone in a TV show does it, because obviously everything's all about eyeliner right. and everything. So I notice that when Weir is like, no. She's like, I can't, I don't want to look at look you. Look past him. Well, and I, it, yeah, it's just like the something is wrong. Something is not okay. This is a creepy thing. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. So he, she's like, you did Carson release you? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm fine. I, why wouldn't You're not I, the doctor. It's I'm like, um, it reminds me of, I don't know if this is all dads or my dad. My dad once released, quote unquote, himself from the hospital. Uh, I don't think my dad has, but... And we're like, wouldn't um, be surprised. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I'm fine now. It's like, you're probably not, though. <laughs> Mine wouldn't go in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those <laughs> where we kind of forced that, yeah. My dad had a kidney stone. And we were like, no, you no, have to go. You're, yeah, no. You're, this is not fine. Yeah. So back on the Daedalus, as soon as the hive ships come out of hyperspace, they start beaming the nukes onto them. Big bada boom. Yike. And then the second one goes boom. Yike. And then the other hive ships are like, something's fucking going on. Hmm. Who's this other ship over here? Hmm. Let's go attack them. And uh, space fight. <laughs> so Caldwell calls down to them to speed up the bombing runs. Um, but problem... The Wraith have found a way to prevent them from transporting. Hey. Uh, the Wraith have thrown up a counterspell, and <laughs> Novak and Hermiad have no counterspells to counter the counterspell. Like, yeah, yeah. 
They're 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 going high level. This was the last of what we had. Yeah, they've used their last spell yeah. slot. <laughs> that's high enough to okay to do the thing. So meanwhile, their ships are draining. Rail guns are going down. Small fires are breaking out. The wraith are trying to flank them. Uh, the big battle doesn't seem to be quite going in our favor. Hmm, that's another ship seems to be coming parallel to them. John's like, they're probably going to try to board us soon. <laughs> we should not be here yet. Shields are down to 20%, so Caldwell calls it. The fight yeah. is over, and they dodge and weave their way through the fight and hyperdrive their asses on out of there. Yep. You gotta know when to retreat. You gotta know when no, to back no. the fuck out. Know when to hold them. Know when to run from them. Know when to something something. No I can't remember the song. Bomb them with Asgard beamers. Okay. <laughs> back in the control room, Caldwell uh, radio briefs them. Bottom line is it didn't work. He also doesn't think it's gonna work again. That trick is spent. Yeah. Uh, they're not really paused. They kind of gave no shits about it. We just kind of pissed the hive off more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's like trying to get rid of a wasp nest, but yeah. all you managed to do was kill a couple of wasps. Uh-huh. Yikes. And the uh, and Daedalus is taking heavy damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's like, it was still the right thing to do. And they're yeah. like, yes. yes. Debatable. This very well may be the hill that we die on, though. Uh-huh. But we will die fighting. Because exactly. that's what we do. Back on Atlantis, Weir wants options. Mm-hmm. McKay goes, well, you have a slow death, you have a quick death, you have a painful death, you have the cold, lonely death, and Ford stays uncomfortably close, <laughs> asking what he can do. It's just sad Ford. Sad Ford. And then Carson's like, yo, punk. Can you not be here? Yeah. Super weren't released from the infirmary, dude. Yeah. Get your ass back to bed. And he's like, "No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. You should, you should just drop it. I'm fine." And he's like, "Yeah, no, you were like almost bloody fucking dead twenty minutes You're ago." You're definitely not okay. You definitely have weird, creepy face. Should definitely be back in bed in the infirmary. Yeah, you definitely have issues. Or tried to make his case to Weir instead. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. She's like, "You should." Probably listen to Carson. Yeah, Carson's the boss of you. Uh, Carson goes to grab Ford's arm and Ford snaps, turns, and lifts Carson by the throat up against the wall. I hate this part going, so Don't much. Don't push me around with like feral look in his uh-huh. face. I really hate this part because poor Carson does not deserve this kind of treatment. Carson never deserves this type no. of treatment. Taylor tries to talk Ford down, mm-hmm. um, but the look in Ford's eyes is like a wild animal. Oh, yeah. Ford's not home. No. And slowly, slowly over time, Ford returns. Yeah. And gets control of himself. And he realizes what he just did and is like, oh, fuck. It's like a gold. It's like there's a gold in him. Oh, my God. This is how the gold started. There's a gold inside Ford. We're talking about how everything is cyclical. This galaxy hasn't seen gold because they haven't created them yet. And then Ford gets this weird thing from the Wraith, who's a bug, and then it becomes a gold. And now he's the first gold haver. And that's why his mind is trapped in the back and the gould is the one talking and then there's going to be more gould and then the goulds are going to take over and they're going to kill all the wraith but then we're going to have all these gould and then Earth. Earth. <laughs> is that your prediction for the future of Atlantis? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Um, so he does agree to go back with Carson. Taylor leads him, and we're aside. It tells a very still put off Carson to like sedate his ass if need be. He's like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. Duh. Thanks, bye. <laughs> so next up, uh, Ford does his best Toad from the original X Men movie yeah. <laughs> impersonation, yeah. and uh-huh. is quote unquote unconscious okay how often did you do that when you were little was it just me oh you pretend to like be asleep every night so you could hear what the grown-ups were saying well mine was also um one of those secrets that i'm pretty sure i thought i was getting away with pretty sure my parents knew exactly what was going on <laughs> somehow i don't know where it came from my parents had i think it was like a camp tv but okay. it was this little tiny maybe eight inches wide by like four inches tall and it had a little like three inch by three inch black and white screen on it and i you could put the antenna up and like pick up black and white (laughs) network did you watch like late night Uh uh-huh and i'd have the volume down really low Uh and then when i heard because we kept all our doors open because the dog would visit us oh right like it didn't occur to me like it never occurred to me to close the door because if i closed it the dog couldn't come visit okay so i would keep the volume down to the lowest one and then when I heard them coming and you were near, I'd, I'd like turn it off and I'd put it under the bed and then it'd be like, it's me. <laughs> play dead. Uh-huh. Just I, play I just, dead. I just possum. I'm, Mine uh... was always in the morning. Like I'd hear them talking because when my parents were in a good mood on weekends mm-hmm. and we weren't being buttholes, yeah. they'd be like, oh, do you want to take the kids for breakfast today? Maybe. <laughs> Should we make them go to church though? What if we like don't tell them that we're going to go to breakfast, and if they don't act like assholes about church, then we'll take them to breakfast. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Or we could just go to the flea market, because our family loved the fucking flea market. Oh, my dad still goes to the flea market, and I'm, I'm still sad that I can't Can I, can't I just say, them. we found a flea market, and we can totally go, because Nick and I were like, we should go to the flea market. I love We should totally the flea go to the market. flea market. Okay, okay, we're okay. doing that. I love flea market food. Yeah. It's almost like fair food. It's like horrible, but good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would pretend to be asleep in the mornings. <laughs> Like, and it's easier in the morning because it's just like, oh, don't move. And now I find that I do it so that the dogs don't wake up. Um, we slept in and were then woken up by the dogs because someone would sneak in the rooms and put peanut butter on our face. <laughs> and then let me just tell you that the dog that we had at the time uh-huh. was about 120 pounds. Oh, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is fine. So you just... Giant dog We're on face, yeah. By a dog laying completely on top of you, uh-huh. um, getting all the peanut butter off your face. That's what our Drakey does. Yeah, like there's no peanut butter on your face. But Except we were woken up out of a dead sleep by that. <laughs> Yikes! Not fun. Where the hell were we? All um, oh, right, Ford was pretend sleeping. Ford was a toad, uh-huh. and uh, he overhears. Um, Carson telling Weir and Taylor that it's starting to affect his brain chemistry, mm-hmm. and uh, we hear like the super hearing, like yeah, yeah, yeah. distant sound. Carson plans in a really aggressive weaning off of the enzyme. It's going to be painful. It's going to fucking suck, but it's kind of the only option right now. Yep. He's sedated, and they have a guard at the door. That'll be the only way. And uh, Weir goes off to meet with the Daedalus, landing on the East Pier, mm-hmm. and Ford closes his eyes, playing possum. Hmm. 
Weir welcomes John and Caldwell back to Atlantis. The landing was a surprise. Uh, it's really super fucking awesome landing scene. <laughs> yeah. Looks like they land on water. Sure. Um, but until the repairs are complete, Daedalus is going to need the shields as much as Atlantis yeah, does. The Daedalus needs a long rest. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's like, I are tired. Um, so no rest for the wicked. They're called up to the control room. The hive ships are here. Hmm. So the infirmary staff is distracted. Uh, the guard's back is turned. Ford springs up, takes something small and metal off the table, and fucking hurls it at yeah. the guard. Uh, here's the thing. It's so painful looking. No, and they, they saw the way that Ford reacted with Carson. Yeah. I think it would have been smart to put more than one guard on the or door. Or like a legit guard just at the bed. Or, or maybe put him down with soft restraints. Yeah. Anything. Because he like, the guard goes down hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think soft restraints are called for. 100%. Uh, it would have taken him... He would have still gotten out, but it would have taken a little more time. The Yeah, the guard would have hurt him. would have hurt him. Yeah. Yikes. Um, also, don't put him in the main room with everyone else. Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, Ford takes the gun from the fallen guard and tells Carson to stay right there or he'll shoot as he points the gun at Carson. Oh. And, tell, and goes, where's the rest of the enzyme? And Carson's Carson so brave. denies there's any more, which Ford calls bullshit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carson does not break. <coughs> no. Even after Ford takes a shot right next to Carson into the supplies. He's so brave. And uh, and he's like, well, you guys are just afraid of me now. And Carson's like, fucking duh. No shit, son. Look at you. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Yikes. And uh, Ford's like... You know, I'm going to die without the enzyme. Carson's Mm -hmm. like, no, you're not going to die. And Ford yells him to shut up. And listen, Carson is not going to break with a gun pointed at his face. Right. But Ford is smart. And knows that Carson will not abide Ford pointing the gun at one of his patients. Yeah. Yeah. Carson would be like, you can point that thing at me all day. I'm fine. But the minute he pointed it at someone else, it's like, all right, fuck. Yeah. These are my patients. And he goes and takes the enzyme out of the fridge and tosses it to Ford as he runs. In the control room, Chuck calls out that the wraith are forming up. And then it rains down weapons fire. They're on the in formation because they're listening to Beyonce. <laughs> and they're like, okay, ladies, now let's get in formation. <laughs> and kill these motherfucking humans. I yeah, don't know. There's basically. more to the story. <laughs> uh, McKay says the shield is holding, but it is under strain. And with this type of wraith weapons fire raining down upon it, it's not going to hold forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stress is going to mean they have days until the ZPM is Ah, this is bad. Sometime later, John and McKay are out watching the fireworks, which are, again, I mean, it would be so beautiful. romantic if it weren't <laughs> what it's it like was. It's like a Van Gogh painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So head to the conference room. Uh, Daedalus is going to need 24 hours. Um, but they don't... I mean, what's a, what's the Daedalus going to do against the 10 hive ships yeah. that are left? Yeah. Um, more are just going to come, even if they took all 10 out. And John ponders, like, as long as they know that we're here... Because mm-hmm. Zelenka says it first. Um, Atlantis is the path to Earth. Yep. And as long as they know we're here... They're going to keep coming. Yep. So John's like... We're their number one target. What if they thought we were gone? Hmm. 
There'd be no reason for them to stay, Taylor thinks. Hmm. Exactly. So what if we disappear, make it look like we destroyed the city? Yes. And McKay's brain clicks. Yep. What if we cloak the city? Wow. And Zelenka's at the same speed. They can use a cloaking generator from a jumper, and they can fake a self-destruct. I love how closely linked their minds are It's now. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but they can they just set a self-destruct to cover the flip, beam a nuke right above the city, flip mm-hmm. the cloak on uh, when their sensors are blinded, and when the smoke clears, it's nothing but ocean. Ta-da! And I love how the writers do think about the displacement issue. Yep. Because, you know... Yep. You'd see a Atlantis imprint. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, that's coplanar emulation. That's the easy part. No big deal. Yeah. It's just faking water cover on top uh-huh. of it. And Zelenka eye rolls, because the <laughs> hard part, what's yeah. that? Um, basically, you either get a cloak or you get a shield. Yep. You can't have both. That's the catch. Yikes. So if they weren't fooled by the cloak, they can still destroy the city. Which, I mean, they that's were... That's quite the gamble. They were going to do that anyway, so... That's true. And if the plan fails, Daedalus is fast enough to run. <laughs> there, there, there's a good, ba- that's a really good plan. It's yeah. pretty solid. Uh, so Taylor's going to help out by planting the idea in the Wraith Wi-Fi. She's uh, that they would some... rather destroy Atlantis than let it fall to the hands of the Wraith. Some mind fuckery, which is actually, should be easier than most things because it's not a lie. It's not a lie. Yeah, so she's just planting a truth. Because they're like, if it, like, if, if the Wraith think that we're about to throw the city the last thing they want to do is help destroy the city. Yep, yeah. They want the city intact. Mm-hmm. So we're asked the science bros how much time they'll need. <laughs> and Zelenka is like a week. McKay says a couple hours. Yeah. And Weir takes McKay's estimate. McKay's like, what are you, a union? It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's going to take a couple hours. Well, like, it's like, what's the point of saying a week? Even if it took a week, you yeah. know we've got a couple of hours well, at most. Well, I think... A couple think, of days. I think the problem is I think they were both snarking. Yeah. Because I think... I think Zelenka was like, no, in a perfect world, this would take a week. Right. And and then McKay was like, yeah, I, we're really good. Couple hours. We got stops. it. We got it. It's done. It's done right now. I blinked. I did it. And I also think that Zelenka was giving Scotty time, which I'm a fan <laughs> of giving Scotty time. Yeah. And if you don't smart. know the concept of Scotty time, if you have a task to do, you say it's going to need extra time. Uh-huh. If you can vouch double, that's cool, because then you've even bought enough time to do it, and at a leisurely pace to make sure it's done really well. Or you look yeah. like a really goddamn hero. If they need it in a hurry, you can get it done earlier. What is it under something over deliver? I can't remember what the word is. Like you underestimate over deliver. Under promise? That's not right. No, I think you, you like um, underestimate over deliver. So you underestimate like that, your yeah. ability and you over deliver what you said you would give. So as they break, Herson runs up through the gate room mm-hmm. telling him Ford has escaped. He also has all the Wraith enzyme. Yep. So John calls up to Ford over the radio that, you know, hey, buddy, we're going home. Yeah. Come, come on, on in. Kaylee just heard that. She, she's like, treats. I hear treats. She literally from a dead sleep just popped up full ears up. I need, I need want to go home and have some treats. You are That's home. what they should have done. They should have given him some treats. He's not a puppy. They don't know what Ford actually, treats could have been. Ford is kind of a puppy. Ford is a puppy. I'm not saying give him milk bones, but give him something he really wants. (laughs) Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we see Ford somewhere in the city. He's just finishing loading up on Wraith Enzyme. Mm -hmm. Well, Kaylee literally side flops to the floor more than a 30 Or just be like, hey, bro, we found more enzyme. And Mm -hmm. then set a trap. 
So Ford radios back that they're all just afraid of him, of what he can do, and he's not listening to John anymore, and he turned his radio off. Dude, come on. John is going after him, but as he runs, we're just like, maybe this isn't the best time, or... Play. Yeah, this is not <sighs> things. So in a montage to tense music that almost sounds like Lord of the Rings for a second... <laughs> <laughs> but the science bro science the injured load up on the daedalus mm-hmm. ford stealths to the city while john stalks him with the wraith scanner everybody do the things things and we things, get a beautiful things, night things, shot things. of the city from inside the dome with the dome lit up it's like all the say goodbye to yeah. everything kayla's about to deliver the message carson is done dealing with shit today he's like look I'm going to pull you out of this at the slightest hint of shenanigans. Uh-huh. I'm tired. Yep, I'm done. <laughs> Weir's ready. Rodney's ready. Zelenka's ready. Caldwell's ready. Taylor's ready. Everyone, Everyone's let's ready. do the thing. Ford is still stealthing. John is right in his heels, hiding from him. Mm-hmm. Taylor taps into Wraith Wi-Fi. She can tune in fairly easily now. Yep. And we see Wraith Vision. Eventually, she sits up and wakes with a start, but the message had been delivered, she yeah. says, with a determination and a little bit of a smirk on her face. Boom. Get it, girl. We see outside a shot of sunrise. This simply stunning shot. You can see sunrise through, like, the distortion of the shield, and slowly the the, the bombardment stops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They notice the control we did room. It. and And he thinks, like, no, we're, we're definitely ready to go. <laughs> And, and Weir goes in citywide, telling everyone to prepare for detonation. Yep. McKay has everyone shut down all the electronics. Everyone hide your faces and your eyeballs. While McKay puts on his safety goggles. <laughs> uh, Hermia beads the weapon out over the city shield. We see a massive explosion above the city. A terrifying mushroom cloud yep. engulfs it. mushroom cloud time. After the flash passes, McKay takes his glasses off. Everyone else lifts their head. Kay gets the computer up and running again. This is where we hold our breath. And waits. <laughs> Needs a few seconds. Otherwise, the radiation is going to kill everyone. And yep. this whole process will be moved. Yep. It'll be a cow's opinion. It'll be a cow's opinion. And on the Daedalus, they wait to engage their engines. <coughs> and the mushroom cloud is still lingering. McKay tells them that they're cloaked. And the, the ships, the wraith, are scanning them. He whispers. John confronts Ford, standing there in front of the transporter. He could have shot John a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's, you know, glad he didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. He tries to fa- talk Ford down. You know, we're trying to help you. Ford's not going to hear any of it. Stop being a piece of shit. You're going to get us all killed. Ford walks into the transporter. John shoots him in the back. And nothing happens. And he doesn't stop. And he just glares at John. And he's like, you just fucking shot me in the back, dude. He's immune to firepower and now he's mad and he presses the button doors oh. shut he transports away by the time john makes it to the transporter the doors reopen it's empty oh joy back in the control room they haven't been detected yet mm-hmm. uh, mckay isn't sure why he's whispering just seems like the thing to do <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like when you're in subs like in humphrey Road, october or something oh, and yeah actually whispering there would give you away right there's not sonar god Zelenka walks out to the uh, jumper just then and gets fucking taken out one punch man style by yeah. Ford. <laughs> that's gotta leave a mark. Uh-huh. That's gonna be not good times. He grabs his bag, heads into the jumper, uh, and the Stargate activates. And the jumper drops from the this ceiling. This is super great, especially when you're trying to be stealth. 
And they have no idea if the Wraith can detect this. And McKay can't shut it down. Nope. And John heads to the front of the gate so he can see Ford's face through the windshield. Yep. And he gives him a direct order to stand down. Not doing it. And Ford looks at him and looks away and ignores him. Yep. Um, and Complete the jumper, piece of shit right now. And the jump jumper heads to the gate. Now, here's one thing. Mm-hmm. I... Not that Ford is going to listen to Shepard anyway. Mm-hmm. Never going to happen. But I almost don't know if Ford could have. No. I, no. And, and I'm when I'm calling Ford these things, it's, I know it's not Ford. No, but I'm talking on a mechanical end. Oh. Ford can't. Here Ford doesn't the have the ATA gene. That's true. He can't fly the jumper. Basically, what, um, what the powers of B have said is that this scene, he was in the jumper bay and he dialed the Stargate. The star, oh. the, the jumper is on autopilot. Oh, to just go through. To just go through. That's what I'm saying. Even if Ford was going to listen, mm-hmm. I don't think that he could stop the jumper. Right. It's going to get sucked through the Stargate anyway. So I don't know what's going to happen on this side. If it's going to land on its own automatically or it's just going to like sit there and hover and then Ford's going to have to like jump out the back. Right. Or do we know? And he doesn't have the vaccine. To... He, he tried to have the ATE, but he's one of the people that didn't take. That's right. Ah, oh, that's right. He's got fancy wraith powers now. Well, it's he can't he's just fly the jumper. Fly out the back. That's what I'm saying. That's, he can well, yeah. repel he's out gonna, the back, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't fly the jumper. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the Ford leaves, and the gate shuts down. Super fine. And it doesn't really matter where he's going because he's going to get man. out and dial somewhere else. You could get like the jumper back, but uh, um, Caldwell calls down that the wraith are leaving orbit. Guess uh. they couldn't detect the open gate. There's something. McKay's gonna leave the cloak up for a little bit to be sure, but they bought it. And uh, Weir tells John that they will find him. Mm. And he says, maybe. I will find you. And Weir's like, at least we're allowed to try. And John walks away. Weir walks away in the opposite direction. A fate worse than death. And the end shot that we see is is the, the... the mushroom cloud is dissipating, and we, in, in sort of the hole, mm-hmm. we see open ocean and then Atlantis shimmer back. Fuck. Out of the cloak. This. Thank God everyone's safe. Ish. I definitely thought Ford was going to die. This is worse than Ford death. Because here's the thing whether he survives or dies now, yeah. it's still worse. If he survives, what kind of fucked up thing is he? It's not like his mind's going to magically come back with no one's help. True. Is he a new enemy now? Don't know. He's like a fallen angel. Yeah. Um, oh, everything is cyclical. Everything is cyclical. Um, or if not, he dies somewhere out on his own, completely isolated from everything he's ever known and loved. Yeah. Thanks for this. This is awful. <laughs> Let's go watch more awful things. Well, here's the thing. We are not watching Atlantis We're today. We're not. The next episode we are watching, which Grace gets to watch, is, is and in, in right after we're done recording here, yeah. is Stargate SG-1, Season 9, Episode 1, and I've already told you and teased you for weeks with the title, Avalon. This is the one where Daniel becomes Merlin. Okay. 
And now he has to raise up King Arthur uh-huh. to be the king that he is. Okay. Because a time traveler, because we all know that Merlin is a time traveler from the future who well, lives yes. his life in reverse. That part we know. So his name was Daniel, and now it's Merlin. <laughs> and that's what happens because Daniel does not die. The end. Daniel never dies. Daniel cannot I'm die. Taking a drink. Uh, this is tough. I, I, I'm, I'm having such a hard time not binging these. So, I've, I've, I've wanted to, like, trick Nixie into, like, recording four in a row so I can watch so many episodes. So, but how do you think is this is now the start of the second season? Yeah. We now have a ship. Yep. Now, here's the question. Well, and we also have connection back to Earth. We have some connection back to Earth because you have the ZPM. Yeah. You have to ration its power. Yeah. You can open a, a you can open a Stargate back to Earth. You, yep. We don't know how much energy it's going to take from the ZPM. Right. They can't send one back. You can radio communicate. We got to find how to recharge the ZPMs. And you have the Daedalus, mm-hmm. which can travel to Earth. Well, it can travel to Earth back and forth in four-ish days if it has the ZPM. Yeah. We've got a, we've got, God, ZPMs are like healing potions. Yeah. Like, we just need to find more or find a way to repower them. Well, I mean, that's literally what both shows have been doing for, like, seasons. Um, I'm expecting more crossovers. Okay. Um, I want to see, um, a Sam McKay reunion. (laughs) Okay. Of sorts, if you will. Uh-huh. Like, let's destroy a sun together. Okay. Um, but I also... Oh, it'd be really cool to see what Weir and Daniel do. Oh, that'd be interesting combo. Just because it's like, I am the person of all of the words person. It's like, no, I am all <laughs> of the words person. person. I am a wordsy words person. And he's like, yes, but I'm Merlin and I've died. <laughs> and she's like, bitch, I went back in time and then died and then met myself. Now what? Actually, it'd be really cool to see those two exchange stories. <laughs> Just over a drink. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then, like, we're just Marion's him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. And just, like, yes. drinks him under the fucking table. Yes. This needs to happen. And they both have whips. <laughs> I don't know. I just, this is my favorite part of Indiana Jones. Um... This is cool. Yes. This is, uh, it's so open, though. Nothing's wrapped up. Nothing is wrapped up. Ah. Okay, I can't wait to see what happens. Okay. But let's see what's going on with Daniel. The first we're on SG1. <sighs> okay. Find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook. There's no place like Tara. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Rate us and, like us, review us. And try to convince Nixie that she should let me watch like four episodes in a row. That's not happening. Okay. But love you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.